Uh-huh. Giacomo, hee-ho, hey, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now. I go, I go all day, pop, pop. Hey, everybody. There we are. We're live on Comedy Schools, radionetwork.com. We are live on our YouTube channel, Comedy Schools. And now, bing bong, we are live on Facebook Live. You are watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am the aforementioned Tony Visick. Um, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and have pretty much uh, from the beginning of the, um, uh, the official lockdown or stay-at-home order that was issued here in Arizona. We are your daily distraction from all the craziness, nuttiness, anxiety, anger, and hoopla enveloping our city, states, towns, nations, and world today. Um, it is Sunday, and uh, I'm doing something kind of extraordinary tonight, and I'm going to kind of try to explain it. I am going to do a live show. What do I mean by a live show? This show is live. Yes, it is. Uh, howdy, Tina, Mike Lawson. Hello, Diane Howell. Uh, this is a live show, but I'm going to go to a comedy club, Stir Crazy Comedy Club in Glendale, uh, Arizona. I keep saying Glendale, California. Arizona. Uh, and uh, do a live show. Uh, they are set up for socially distant seating, and we are going in masks and gloves and hand sanitizer and extra microphones and a whole bit. It's going to be an interesting hybrid of a show. Some of it will be live with performers live in the room. Some of it will be brought into the room via Zoom. So um, there's a couple things that we're doing tonight. Uh, the last time I did a live show anywhere at all was at Stir Crazy Comedy Club on March 15th on a Sunday at 4 p.m. Tonight at 7 p.m. So uh, that's what we got going on right now. Uh, to be perfectly frank with you, ladies and gentlemen, if... If, uh, when I first scheduled this show, I thought that the r not would be going down, and I thought hopefully the case numbers would be going down, but unfortunately the case numbers are going up. But at the same time, I think every once in a while, you maybe not all of you, and I respect everyone, and I'm taking very little senseless risk during this pandemic time. Uh, there are a couple of people that I see, and they're strictly family members, uh, but... Uh, the unfortunate odd thing, I think, is uh, in order to keep some businesses alive, you have to take a little risk. That's what a lot of restaurants are doing right now. And the unfortunate thing is, is since um, almost no government, except for per, uh, with, uh, with the exception maybe of the city of San Francisco, is really biting the bullet, very few of our elected officials are going, I'm probably going to get voted out of office over this, but this is what must be done. It's being left to all of us individually to uh, make decisions. And sometimes we have to make decisions that we're not totally comfortable with. All that being said, I'm going to be funny as hell tonight. And it's going to be a fun show. I'm going to stay six foot from the audience. I'll be outside most of the time and I'm not performing. Watch the show online, directly outside. Um, if you're brave enough and you're in the area and you go, uh, where do I want to put my risk? Because we're all putting it somewhere. Going to grocery stores gas stations, etc. We're all putting our risks somewhere. If you go and I really have a need to do this, there's still a few tickets remaining. Although uh, I think they're seating at 50% or less than 50% capacity. But uh, I'm doing this uh, for you. I'm doing it for the people that need it. I'm doing it for the artists that have a strong desire to be able to um, perform in public. Uh, I personally, I got to be honest with you, I'm really loving... Uh, 
there's not a lot to love through all of this. Not everybody going, how could you love? Um, like I said, every once in a while, you got to be able to pull a chestnut from the fire, uh, a diamond, a diamond from the mountain. And uh, I'm loving the um, the whole social media interaction separate from Facebook and Twitter that uh, so many of us are beginning to do now uh, by using Zoom and Facebook Live uh, to talk directly to people who are interested in what we have to say. Uh, I'm really fascinated by the way all this is developing, the number of teachers and instructors and lecturers and uh, caregivers uh, that uh, I'm encountering that have found ways to be able to uh, circumvent the massive problems that the corona pandemic has caused us and be able to teach and interact. Uh, when I see my daughter, when we Facebook Live, I tell her to put her cheek against the phone and I give her a kiss on the cheek and then I put mine against the phone. She gives me a kiss on the cheek. Is it the same thing? No. But you know what? By the time your kid gets to be 30, they're not giving you a kiss anyway. So at least I'm able to get a virtual kiss. <laughs> By the time they're 30, you're lucky if you see them every six months. I'm lucky to have a little better deal than that with my kid. So uh, anyway, all of that is going on. Uh, what else is going on? Uh, so no, Tony Vizic presents on Zoom tonight. This is strictly a show for the people that will be in the audience. Some of the comics will be performing on Zoom for that audience. Uh, but start back next Sunday with another Tony Vizic Presents. Um, you know, I've been talking to some bookers and managers and comics and club owners. And they go, oh, until I can do it live. And I go, why? There are people out there that need to be entertained. I think entertainment's important. It's not as important as a fireman during a fire. But I think it's important. We need that distraction to allow us to refocus. And I think it's my job when I'm on a stand-up comedy stage to make you laugh. And if I can make you laugh, it'll take a little bit of the stress off. And then when you have to return to the adversity you have to deal with, you'll be a little better equipped for it. So uh, that's what I do what I do and uh, want to share how to do that with other folks. And that's why this Tuesday at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I'm offering a free intro to my stand-up comedy workshops. It's easy to attend. All you have to do is go to ComedySchools.com. The link and the meeting code and the password is all there. You just hop on Zoom Tuesday night at 6 p.m. You don't have to say a word. You don't have to turn your camera on. You don't have to do anything. Just hang. Hear what I have to say. If it sounds like it's for you, I got a workshop for you where you can take all that wonderful creativity, all that pain, all that enlightenment, all that anxiety, all that exuberance that you have inside you and turn it into something that can entertain others. That's what I'm going to offer you. And then, of course, uh, Wednesday, this Wednesday, my advanced class returns for all my advanced class students. We start again at 6 p.m. I'm going to add a couple little extra goodies to the advanced class this time. Once again, we will be doing uh, Zoom shows. And once again, we will find a place to do at least one live show unless things get uh, absolutely abhorrent. But I don't, I don't think they will. So, uh, but I don't know. You know, I don't know. So, uh, and I'm also going to offer a couple other goodies. Okay. Those of you that uh, watch the show on a regular basis know that it is based on, it is built on three platforms where we do three things. It is on uh, strictly on audio on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. By the way, I got some great interviews housed there with uh, great television writers and producers, <coughs> excuse me, and musicians and authors, and you can go there and listen to them, and it's really quite entertaining and enlightening. All on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We also broadcast the show on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, and I'm pointing at you YouTubers right now. Hi there. How are you? 
Hello, YouTubers. And of course, here on Facebook Live. So we're on three platforms. The show's built around three things. Interaction with you, with your questions and comments. Uh, what's that? And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. It's, it, and I bet it blows the whole three and three thing. It's on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. And SoundCloud carries, I think. See, this is, you know, these are supposed to be the, uh, these are the uh, uh, pre-production meeting notes. <laughs> Anyway, you're here, you're watching, you're listening. Uh, three things that the show is built on is interaction with you, with your questions and comments uh, on these three platforms. And then also I show you some knickknack and memorabilia or something I have laying around the house. And the idea behind that, and maybe it'll be helpful to you, maybe not, I'll just tell you what the idea is, is that we got to make everything old new again. As our worlds have become smaller and a little bit more fraught, okay, we have to once again reignite our imaginations and reignite our memories and our sense memories. And I, like you, have a lot of stuff laying around my house. I probably more than most, a little bit of a pack rat and a hoarder and collector uh, that meant something to me one time that now gets tossed by the wayside. It gets put out in the garage and totally forgotten, but it was important at one time. So we're revisiting a lot of those things on this show to keep our minds sparking and uh, to keep the colors going through our heart, mind, and soul in a world that sometimes seems to be only shades of darkness and gray. Bring a little sunshine into your brain with your old stuff. And then I recommend uh, two artists or two pieces of music off of my vast uh, album collection, vinyl collection. I started to say album and vinyl together and it was coming out bival, which makes no, that makes no sense. Anybody watching right now knows that makes no sense. Hold on, I got to flip through here, see if I'm missing any questions. No questions. No comments. Let's get to the stuff. What have I got for you today? We've been working through a lot of um, T-shirts that I've collected over the years and haven't worn. They're the kind of T-shirts you buy or they're gimme shirts. Now, here's one I want to talk about. It's pink. There it is. There it is. You see it. Now, you, rip. you can't read what's on there. I'm going to read it to you. But it's kind of an important shirt and kind of important thing to talk about. This is... Progressive Talk Radio, America Radio, 1010 AM, Air America Phoenix, 1010 Talk, KXXT. So it was Air America Phoenix. It was Progressive Talk Radio. And it's gone. It's gone. And Progressive Talk Radio, Liberal Talk Radio, never caught on. Why is that? I'm going to tell you why. Okay, you may agree or disagree, but it's the truth. There's something that those of us in the entertainment information business know, uh, and it's this, that people respond to emotion 300 times more strongly than intellect, and they respond to sex the strongest of all. Now, there's not a lot of porno on the radio. There is, I think, on Sirius, way up in the 400s, there's uh, Vivid Radio or Playboy Radio. Um, but there's a lot of anger on the radio. You see, and what Fox News did way back in the 90s was put emotion into the news. Starting with Bill O'Reilly, they put anger into the news. Before that, it was the CBS Evening News. It was the Huntley Brinkley News Hour. It was ABC News. But then it became the Bill O'Reilly show. 
The Sean Hannity Show on CNN Crossfire with Pat Buchanan. Then the liberals began to fight back with Key Oberman's show, Rachel Maddow's show, okay? And one of the reasons that MSNBC does so well is because they injected emotion. But on the radio, as guys, primarily guys when it started, were driving around doing sales calls and service calls and stuck in traffic all day. And as they all got a little older, as they all got a little older, and as their favorite music stations started playing music geared towards young people, because that's what uh, successful radio stations do, they felt the radio stations left them, and we all got sick of listening to Led Zeppelin over and over, and we got to switch over to talk radio where it was angry. I'm mad. I'm outraged. I've had it. It pisses me off. You know what upsets me? And it grabbed us. It grabbed us. Rush Limbaugh one time said, in a moment of absolute honesty on his show, because even a guy like Rush Limbaugh with skin so thick that there's no room for a heart, <laughs> was getting tired of the attacks. He goes, people don't understand what I'm doing here. He goes, it doesn't matter what I say. He goes, conservatives don't listen to my show. Liberals do. Because they're outraged by what I say. And then when they get to work, after listening to me on their drive, they talk around the water cooler and go, can you believe what that man said? And then they tune in the next day to see if I'm going to do it again. Limbaugh knew what he was doing. Still knows what he's doing. Anger, outrage, emotion drove people to talk radio. You're sitting in your car as a guy who sounds a lot like you is saying a lot of weird things to you that you go, you know, I don't agree with this. It's kind of making sense. If they say it enough, it makes sense. And then came along, ladies and gentlemen, to fight back on it. Progressive Talk Radio. With Stephanie Miller and Tom Hartman. Rachel Maddow, the only star to really rise up out of that. And they tried to use reason. And they tried to use sanity. And they tried to use logic. And since they so hated the anger and since they so hated the attack methods that were being used by the right, whenever they would even veer into it a little bit and someone would yell them, they'd feel shut down and they wouldn't do it. And it became boring because here's the truth, ladies and gentlemen, the truth is boring. Fiction is exciting. Fiction is wonderful. Fiction is fills you with all sorts of sights and sounds and feelings and emotions as you sit perfectly still reading on a book or a tablet. But truth is boring. Truth is for grown-ups. So grown-ups listen to progressive talk radio. People who are emotionally adolescent listen to conservative talk radio. And in the end, the adolescents got their way. They got their ice cream. We took them to the mall. We bought them the shoes they wanted, hoping they would shut up. Okay, so <laughs> that's it. That's, uh, I got all that off of uh, one shirt. This was a radio station I used to advertise on. By the way, did no business. Spent a lot of money advertising on liberal progressive talk radio. Loved liberal progressive talk radio. Agreed with liberal progressive talk radio. Didn't make a dime off the advertising because no one was listening. So there's a little lesson for you. You got to remember, okay, emotion will take you over. Okay, but slow and steady wins the race. Slow and steady wins the race. Don't let yourself get all jacked up by people pissing you off on social media or ridiculous things. 
head down, nose to the grindstone, shoulder to the wind, we will prevail. Let's now just switch over and let's start talking about music. Uh, I got two great, uh, I, got, I got three things to show you here. All right, because uh, <laughs> this, this first one is kind of funny to me. In the great debate over the Staples, singer or Gla- Staples Singers or Gladys Knight and the Pips, uh, I am well known in the world today for being a Staples Singer fan. I like Gladys Knight, but I love the Staples sing- singer. Singers. I don't know why I keep saying it in the singular. There was a bunch of them. Mavis Staple, of course, being the main voice. Love the Staples Singers. But you cannot deny Gladys Knight and the Pips. Gladys Knight and the Pips. One great hit after another. And on this album, Imagination, which is my favorite Gladys Knight and the Pips song anyway, uh, you had uh, Midnight Train to Georgia. Got to use my imagination. Once in a lifetime thing, storms on troubled times. The entire uh, lineup was Midnight Train to Georgia. Got to use my imaginations. So two massive hits back to back on side one. Storm of Troubled Times. Best thing that ever happened to me. Very popular. Didn't do it for me, but very popular. Once in a lifetime thing where peaceful waters flow. I can see clearly now the Johnny Gill tune that was uh, very popular uh, when he did it. Perfect Love and Window Raisin Granny. This is all produced by a guy named Tommy Camillo. I'm trying to look to see what year... This came out, and I'm not seeing it. 1973, Gladys Knight and the Pips had all these hits, some of which, the minute I mentioned them, I'm showing them to Facebook, and I'm showing them to Facebook Live. Uh, I'm showing them to Facebook Live and to YouTube. Excuse me. All of which you hear in your head. You hear Midnight Train to a Georgia right away. You definitely hear that one. You also hear, got to use my imagination. Um, huge hits. Okay, they didn't just. I liked their music, but it didn't grab me like wow. And I used to always joke about it had to be a tough life to be a pip. Be at a party and people go, "So what do you do for a living?" I'm a, I'm a pip. You're a what? I'm I'm a, I'm a pip, man. A pip. What's a pip? I'm a backup singer for glad. It'd be better to say I'm a backup singer. You know, let's face it. That most of the guys in the Temptations and Four Tops and Smokey Robinson Miracles. Most of the guys were backup singers. They could say, I'm in, the, I'm in Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. I'm in the Temptations. I'm one of the four tops. Whoa, what are you? I'm a pip. <laughs> now, earlier, uh, many decades before, a pip was like a, no, not a pimp. <laughs> Brian Aran says, you're a pimp. I am not a pimp. I'm a P-I-M-P. I don't care what you say about me. I'm a P-I-M-P. Will that be uh, will that be uh, banned through cancel culture now? With songs like um, will movies like Hustle and Flow be banned from because of cancel culture? Will uh, Fifty Cent's I don't care what you say about me, I'm a P I M P. You know that's very catchy. It's some old melody from almost like a nursery rhyme, but it grabs. Ho! Oh, I'm almost I can almost identify it. Okay, so I used to joke around, go, whatever happened to the pips? I used to say, you know, there's some guy sitting drunk in a bar someplace in Los Angeles or Atlanta and uh, just sitting there staring, just nursing a drink. And uh, uh, somebody goes, what's with him? God, don't talk to him, man. He's, he's all fucked up in the head. And he was a pip. And he kind of hears, that's right. I was a pip. I spent my whole life going, ooh-ah, ooh-ah. What are you for? Nothing. 
But what did the pips do? Little known to almost anyone, in the late 70s, they broke off on their own and put out their own album, The Pips. That's right. They said, damn it. Damn it. We're going to do our own thing. There they are. Living on throughout history with one vinyl album, The Pips, and it's called Colin. And there's an attractive young lady on the front of the telephone in a negligee lying on a bed. Colin. And uh, I don't know, maybe that's the same thing as uh, Hollerback back then. Uh, this album went, Shotegan, Colin, by the Pips. The Pips breaking off from Gladys Knight and going, we're going to do our own, damn it, we're the Pips. We're the Pips. And we've got something to say, too, on our own. We don't have to be in anyone else's shadow. So they made their own album. Uh, and um, on this are the big hits, uh, Baby, I'm Your Fool, that wasn't a hit. Colin, that wasn't a fool uh, hit. Mr. Blue, that wasn't a hit. Lights of Sin, not a hit. Uh, side two, anything, not a hit. Uh, I Don't Have the Heart, not a hit. Don't Stop, not a hit. Uh, loving You, not one hit. Not one hit. Uh, list out the uh, names of the guys here. I imagine if you looked them up, you'd find out what they did later. Um, but da, 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 Nothing else there but the pips. Broke free from Gladys Knight and did their own thing. And it leads to the question, since after that they went off into total obscurity and we still know the name Gladys Knight, is it better to serve in heaven or rule in hell? I don't know. All right, now this next album I want to show you, it really kind of ties in today, but it's an ancient album. All right, and here it is. This is Paul Robeson. Paul Robeson, live at Carnegie Hall. Paul Robeson, live at Carnegie Hall. I don't have to tell you to YouTube Gladys Knight. Their music's still kind of in the air everywhere. This is Paul Robeson, and most of you don't know who he is. Okay? But this is him live at Carnegie Hall. And I don't know how many of you know the groundbreaking Broadway show, Showboat. And I can't remember, Cheryl, if it's Rogers and Hammerstein or Jerome Kern. Or if it's Kern and Hammerstein, they did Showboat. Showboat was a groundbreaking, controversial for its time, huge hit Broadway show about racism. About racism in the South, in the reconstructed South. About a wonderful woman who was passing for white and was a wonderful singer on a showboat until she's outed and her life is ruined. And then, uh, and then her daughter's struggle. Stunningly good massively controversial and progressive for its time. For its time. Oscar Hammerstein. Okay, who did the lyrics? Does it say? Okay. So if you don't know Showboat, there are, uh, there's a 1936 film of it that's pretty much true to the Broadway show. There was one made in the 1950s with, uh, uh, God damn, Howard Keel. Howard Keel, that kind of is a, um, if you pardon the phrase, a whitewash. But it deals with the horrors of racism in America during that time. And it was done in the 30s. Well, way before the civil rights movement. Way before uh, the Me Too movement. Because it also deals with a woman uh, 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 with misogyny. Way before Black Lives Matter. All important movements. But this struggle has been going on for a long time. Paul Robinson sang uh, the incredible eternal song, Old Man River in Showboat. 
and what a voice he had. Now, this album's him live at Carnegie Hall. Every time I feel the spirit, Bob McGilead, Volga Boat Song, monologue from Othello, because uh, he played Othello, too. Uh, you know what's weird is uh, how many times Othello's been played by a white guy. Uh, Old Thou Silent Night, Children's Song, My Curly-Headed Baby, and Old Man River by Jerome Kern. Jerome Kern did uh, Old Man, wrote Old Man River. Going Home, uh, monologue from Boris Goodenough, The Orphan, Christ Lag in Totalsbaden, Don't Let m- Didn't My Lord Deliver Daniel, Lullaby, Ono oh John, and Joe Hill. Great, uh, great uh, worker song, and Jacob's Ladder. So this is live at Carnegie Hall. The man achieved during a, a segregated America, during a segregated America, the man achieved wonderful things, and his life was ruined for it. Not only was Paul Robinson a black man in white America who carried such power, not only in his physical presence, but in his intellect and in his voice, he was also an avowed communist. And by the way, communism seemed to make sense in the 1930s for most people when capitalism was collapsing. As socialism has seemed to make sense right now as capitalism was collapsing and our government gave away trillions of dollars to us. That's socialism. But for being an African-American man who spoke up, and by the way, didn't do an all shucks kind of shuffling kind of thing, okay, but demanded to be respected for a man. His life was destroyed. I think at one point he wasn't allowed back in the country. I think at one point he had to flee to Europe. As did uh, Louis Armstrong at one time. People don't know that. So when I see people getting upset about Black Lives Matter, when I see people getting upset, saying, oh, why can't they go, th- why can't they go through proper channels? I point out that at one time, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. I had a buddy of mine who uh, was a photographer who, um, and this was maybe 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 20, 30, 20 years ago. And he had this giant studio in an old, old building in downtown LA. Downtown LA had an old skyline, a new skyline. This was part of the old skyline. It was an old whitewashed building, about five, six stories high, what would have been tall for the time in Los Angeles, uh, built at the beginning of the 20th century, or in mid-20th century it was built. Mid-20th century it was built. And uh, it was cheap because the neighborhood was kind of funky and he needed a lot of space. He had like a giant half a floor to be able to take his pictures and have his dark room and everything. And I went down there to get some photos done one time. And he goes, I want to show you something about this building. Let's call it five floors, six floors. Because that would be close to the truth. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the exact number. And we walked all around the sixth floor, fifth floor, fourth, third, second, first. And he goes, you got to use the bathroom. We get down to the first. Go, yeah, I do. He goes, right down the hall. I go, you know, I didn't ask you uh, on the other floors. I go, because it's a weird question for a man to ask a man. (laughs) He goes, no, because there is no bathroom on any of the other floors. I went, what? He goes, this building was built for those people who work for the United States Post Office who were African-American. And they saved money on it by only putting a bathroom. And by the way, it was a one-holer on the first floor. Because it was for the newly segregated government workers when Woodrow Wilson, despite all the wonderful things that Woodrow Wilson did, I'm not here to debate that, the horrible thing he did by resegregating the federal government. And once it was resegregated, instead of firing people that worked for the United States Postal Service who were black, they built a separate building with dozens of offices and cubicles and office spaces and one 
fucking bathroom. And Paul Robinson was ran out of this country and they destroyed his life because of his beliefs, because he was black. So when I hear, when I don't want to deal with it, because I just want to go on about my day, I just want to barbecue and tell jokes, spend time with my wife and walk my dog. That's all I want to do. Teach my classes. That's all I want to do. And they go, no, no. I still got to do something else. I still got to do something else. So that maybe my kids, although mine are grown now, but maybe my grandkids won't have to deal with this stuff because we will truly be the enlightened America we all like to think we are. Okay, not a lot of jokes today, but by the way, uh, if you take anything from today's show, uh, please, YouTube Paul Robinson and YouTube him singing Old Man River and tell me that that doesn't make the hairs on the back of your head stand up because it is stunning. It is stunning. Listen to Paul Robinson, okay? Abhinav Goyal, I don't know why you said Milton. You just typed Milton. I don't know what the hell that means. Anyway, I got to go. I'm going to be uh, driving on the freeway tonight for the first time in forever. Uh, for those of you joining in late, please uh, go back once this is posted and listen all the way through. Um, damn it, I think this is one of my better shows. Not one of my funnier shows. Not funny. But I think it was better. Okay, so uh, listen, stay safe. Do what you got to do. Wear a mask. Real men wear masks. That's what men do. You know, by the way, if you can't wear a mask when you're in a store for a half hour, and you don't put away your grocery cart, okay, and you don't bring your trash cans in after the trash man came, okay, you do not have the, have the ability to self-govern. And someone else has got to fucking tell you what to do because you're not grown up enough to do it. So let's grow up because only when we're grow, grown up can we take off the time to have some fun. All right? All right. Some of y'all see tonight. Some of y'all see tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. My name's Tony Vizic. This is Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.